know it's the only lyric I know. <laughs> is it? It's caught on a feeling, right? Yeah, that's it's the only on a lyric feeling. I know. Okay, yeah. cool. Because that's about to say. Is that because of the, the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to start off with something bright. Yes, welcome back to YA at Heart. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening to us. Today, we are going to be going over, Ashley, chapters 14 through 25. I only stopped. I stopped at chapter 25. And. No shit. Really? And, 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 and. Okay, and. I took notes. Bravo! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Because usually I go off like, like just looking through the book and stuff. At some point, I'm not gonna lie, trying to take notes and read chapters, it was getting it's it's frustrating, right? Yeah, I yeah. I experienced that when we were reading A Court of Mist and Fury. I was like, damn, why the fuck all this shit happened? I have to take notes now. I only take notes of the most important things that happen in the chapter. And like we can do like a fast recap, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. these are the most important points that I want to hit. Yeah, because it's yeah, like yeah. I feel like I'm in school again. Like, oh, they said this, and then they said this. So it's like I'm not rewriting the goddamn book. I'm just taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. that's how I looked at it. And there was a lot of information that happened in these last few chapters. Why? So I was I was literally like, you know what? I'm gonna tab the page, and I'm just gonna write down important things. But like, why, Sarah? Why? <laughs> yes, Sarah. This is a Why? fucking overload, bro. I feel like I it crammed so, so much in my brain. Much. I like sat there. I was like, dude. She probably got a lot of flack for a court of Miss and Fury being like a slow burn, but this shit was just like, here we go, catch we. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I can't. Like, I found myself rereading passages because I just, I, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep up mentally. So. I was like, okay. So, anywho, <laughs> let's go ahead and start off with chapter 14. 14. Oh, the reunion with Thera and Reese. All types of spicy time that I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but tell me why. Tell me why. It took four pages of dialogue for them then to get into spicy time. Like, they were standing there holding each other. They were kissing each other. And then they were talking back and forth about, like, strategy and different things that were happening. And I was like, if y'all don't take your fucking clothes off right now. (laughs) If y'all don't get to the deed right now. Right. I was like, okay. I expected on the very second page for them to be like, and he took off my shirt. And like, you know. I think the thing was, Feyre is like, and I wanted to connect this. Feyre Mm. is like, okay, do you want to talk about what I what I um, heard and saw at the spring court? And Reese is like, we have time for that later. Let's just get into the bedroom. Yes. Get, get going to what we need to do. And if you remember correctly, when the roles were reversed and she was coming to the night court and she would end up back at the spring court to talk to Tamlin, Tamlin, yeah, he like kissed her and made sure she was okay, but... Tamlin would want her to go over and over and over whatever she saw, whatever she heard at the night court. That was Tamlin's main goal when she came back. For Reese, this girl has been gone like a month or two and stuff. And Reese is like, all right, but that can wait. Right. I I want to hear about the Supreme Court. I want to embrace you. I want to be in your presence. Exactly. Tantrum would never, okay? That's why <laughs> the roles the role, That's why. That's why she left. Because tantrum would never. The roles are reversed. He could Facts. never. He would never. Facts. Yeah. He just, it was, you could just see the difference. You could see how Reese was attentive and really loves his mate. And it's like, 
I, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll hear what you have to say later. But for right now, I just want to bask in us, in, yeah. in just us. Exactly. Another thing I wanted to mention, too, at the end of their spicy time, they vow to never be like separated again. Mm-hmm. And this comes up, I think, like three different times. It comes up in chapter 14. It comes up in chapter 19 and 20, where they're like, we'll never be separated again. And Feyre is like, doesn't want Reese to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Right. So major alarm bells are going off in my head. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Please don't let Reese die. It's being brought up way too much. It is. And Sarah J. Mass is known to kill off major characters. So I'm just like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. I will have trust issues for the rest of my fucking life. She kills. Oh, but like, that's the whole point. That is the whole point. The entire fandom has trust issues because Sarah J. Moss kills off certain characters. And then when they move on to other books, they are like, okay, who's dying? They are so paranoid. Oh, God. That they can't they can't have a happy ending. Like, <laughs> I'm physically sick thinking about it. I don't want to think about it. Like, no. That was that was the no. one thing. That was the one thing when we when we talked about this book. That was the one thing that like kept coming up every time I saw people talk about. Like this series, or uh, what is it, uh, Kingdom of Glass, or Throne any, of Glass, Throne of Glass, mm-hmm. that like any Sarah J. Moss series, apparently. Yeah. If you read it, be prepared for trust issues. Be prepared to like, you know, very Game of Thrones types of thing. Like, don't don't get too attached <laughs> to certain oh, characters. God. Okay. And I was like, oh no, I just know. like. If she kills Reese off in this book, I will not be able to move forward with the series for like a good minute. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. And I know we're supposed to cl- complete the series, but I just, I won't be able we to. We would move on like... to the next series. We would move on to the next series. Cause I would be, I would be right there with you. Uh, I think that's the end of 14, right? That's basically all that happens. Yeah. They just, they promised not to um, never be apart from each other. Spicy time all the way. And then they move on to chapter 15. Okay. So chapter 15, we find out the sisters are at the house of wind. And so this is Feyre for the first time going to go check on her sisters after they've become High Fey. Whew. That is a lot. Bruh, before we even get into their trauma, can we please talk about how Reese put Lucian in check? <laughs> Lucian was looking at Feyre and Reese like, ugh, I can't believe you, Feyre. And Reese was like, you look at her like that again, I'll rip your fucking throat out. And I was like, it was, ah! oh, it was everything I wanted. <laughs> everything I wanted. <laughs> I was like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I love Lucian, baby Lucian, all the way. But I was just like, I'm like Lucian. I'm, I'm gonna need you to like read it back, read it on. Yes, back. I was like, I'm gonna need you to like really sit back, really take in what's happening, and look yeah. at the difference. Look at the difference between how everything was at the Spring Court and how everything is here at the Night Court. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So basically, after Reese basically puts Tamlin in check. I mean, not Tamlin. Sorry, Lucian. <laughs> I mean, he he did put Tamlin in check. Changed them so much. I'm like, I know, the same. I know. But like, it's he did. All right, Reese did put Tamlin in check last last book because he, like you said, he punched the shit out of him, and that was very much. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So, um, but <laughs> so after Reese puts Lucian in check, Reese also is like telling Feyre, he's all yours. He this guy is your friend. I will accept whatever you want to do in regards to him. But this is your choice. This is your friend. And I thought, I was like, that's actually, wow. He's starting to give her the responsibility 
that she would have as a high lady. Well, yeah, because she's fucking high lady. No, I know. But like, this is her first time. She was crowned high lady and then immediately taken to the Supreme Court. So Mm. she wasn't given enough time to settle in. Like Reese at this point is like, okay, you're back from the Supreme Court. Let's settle you in as high lady. Basically, I think for him, he's like, all right, well, let's see how you do as high lady with your decisions in regard to Lucian, who is technically a part of the Supreme Court. He's an enemy. And like, what are we going to do with him? Right. You know what I mean? Like you brought him. What are we going to do with him? And like, I really like that. And I like the conflict that Feyre has because she's like, Lucian is a part of the Supreme Court. He may go back and like give Tamlin all of these details or he may stick around because of Elaine. And so I like that she's like a little conflicted with that because she's like, he was my friend in the Supreme Court, but he's also my enemy. Like, how do I handle this? I do like that when they get there, she does try to like give him a little bit more of um, her story and Reese's story. Yeah, that I love that. You're getting Farrah's point of view. You're getting Reese's point of view. Right. And you're getting a third party point of view. Like, so he got to understand more about their relationship, the dynamics, yeah. how it came to be, their mating bond and all of that. And then he kind of like at the end of that story was like, okay, I see what you're talking about now. Like, I, I see it. Like, he doesn't like it, but yeah. he kind of accepts it as fact and as truth at that moment, which I think is the first step in having him move forward in his friendship with Feyre. So then moving on in this chapter, obviously Feyre went to go see her sisters. Lucian went to see Elaine, his mate. But Feyre looks at him and she's like, listen, I'm going to give her a choice. Like, I can't guarantee that she's going to want to see you. So they immediately walk into the house of wind. They find Nesta. Nesta is chilling. She's us. Nesta's chilling on a couch reading a book. And the time that Feyre was in the spring court, some shit had to have gone down between Cassian and Nesta because yes, this is like so much. I just said there was like, oh, they're just sitting there like going tip or tat, tip or tat, arguing with each other. And Favor's like, "Am I missing something?" She's like, "What the heck?" Like she looks over at Reese, like, "Did did something go down?" But yeah, Nesta is giving her a run for her money. Nesta is pissed as always, but more so yes. than usual. Yeah. And then they go to see Elaine, and Elaine is actually the complete opposite. Elaine is like devoid of all like emotions features sitting the she, she bella from that I, damn i told you that i told you that i think i texted bella, that to you yeah. or something. i was like this bitch is bella when she's bella from the moon where she's like yeah there's she's a possibility <laughs> she's just like alice oh my god yo like elaine yeah. elaine is like a broken creature like she's yeah. just sitting there and Feyre makes a note. She's like, I've never seen Elaine with her hair down. Her hair has always been immaculate. It's always been up. And her hair is down. She's only wearing a robe. She's not even wearing a gown or anything. And like, she's just broken. And she just keeps talking about her ring and her fiance. Yes. And I'm like, oh, girl. Like, she's she's got it bad. Now, that I was, I was really worried about. Because Nesta, like, Nesta's always going to be Nesta. She's always fire and ice and rage and all that shit. But Elaine, to see her like that... I felt a little bit bad until I remembered it was her fucking fault that she was in this situation to begin with. Thanks! So, <laughs> I was just like, eh, no. If you would have just left the manor if when you everybody just went else was, you'd be right. fine. You'd still be human. You probably wouldn't get to marry your fiance, but, but you probably wouldn't be, be going through all of this trauma that you're going exactly. through now. So, yeah. But, I mean, Favorite feels responsible for that. And, like, girl, it's not 
It's not your fault. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, yes, you most definitely blame a knife, but also blame Elaine for being a stubborn ass bitch. This is true. So essentially, that chapter ends with Favor can't. She she doesn't want to go to Lucian. She doesn't want to be like, hey, you can see her because Elaine is just not up for that. She's it's she's too broken right now. Yeah, that leads into chapter sixteen, and they show Lucian to his room in the House of Wind, and they're like, do not go visit Elaine. If you go to visit Elaine. I'm coming for you. They put Lucian on the other side. <laughs> like, like yes. there's a West Wing and then there's an East Wing and they put Lucian on the East Wing and the sisters are on the West Wing. <laughs> like, like, so can I walk over to the... No. No. Can I happen upon her in the hall? No. no. <laughs> Lucian, poor Lucian. He's just like, I just want to see her. He's like, I just want to see my mate, damn it. And like, they're like, listen... It's not time right now. It really isn't. Yeah. When they go to Amron's apartment after that, yes. that's where a lot of the information from the past chapters that we read came up. Because yeah. they're all in there strategizing, um, going over the information that Farah, Farah, Farah bought back <laughs> words from the spring court. And it was a lot of strategy. It was a lot of like talking. And that's where I had to like kind of go back and like reread my stuff. I'm like, okay, what is the most important thing that's going on here? I know they're completely outnumbered. Um, And they also were going to see if they could call upon Miriam and Drake. But apparently they ran off. That's where where Reese was. Reese was like, I went to Island and the shit was deserted. He was like, it was just ruins. He's like, where did they go? So I'm, I'm assuming if Hybron doesn't have them, they probably are like deep, deep underground or some shit like Somewhere. that. I don't know if we're going to see them at all. Um, but they're basically like on their own and they have to unite the High Lords of Perithian, which is already a task in itself. So Reese says he's sending out a message to the High Lords to have a High Lords meeting. And immediately I'm like, Because oh. he says every High Lord needs to be, like every High Lord is invited. Every yes, every High, high Lord. Lord. And <laughs> Pharaoh's like, Fuck. Every high lord. Every high lord. I was like, yo. Yeah, but so was more. More was like the autumn court, and he's like, yes. Unfortunately, bitch, do you not understand the meaning of every? Yeah, but like, this is twofold because so you got the spring court, Tamlin. So like, Feyre now being a high lady is also going to be at this meeting. So she's like, fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up having to actually see Tamlin after everything that went down. And then more an heiress who's obviously going to be at the High Lord meeting too. Yeah, this dude he's is supposed to be taking over for what is his name? Baron. Byron? Baron. Byron. Byron. Let's, I'm gonna call him Byron. 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 <laughs> Byron. Byron. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then like she's gonna see Eris, and we all know how that went down. So like, yeah, this is awkward. This this whole High Lord meeting is gonna be awkward as fuck. Not to mention Tarquin, who put a hit out on Ollie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then they said that their the relationship with the Winter Court is strained. I'm like, God damn! I like sat there. The more they talked about this, the more I was like, you know what? Maybe a meeting with the High Lords isn't the best plan. I know. It I was like, sound I, like everybody's cool with y'all. I don't think. I don't think. And they were like, oh, we'll ward it to make sure that everybody signs a like treaty so that when we're there, nobody can attack each other. And I'm like, but will that stop them though? 
Will it stop them from okay. physically attacking y'all? Maybe magically they won't attack y'all. But who's to stop a fist from connecting to a face? Exactly. The most interesting thing out of this chapter, I will say, was more snapping at Amrin for talking shit about Feyre and her sisters. No, what it was was that Amran compared Feyre to Tamlin. Oh, right! Because basically Feyre didn't give Nesta the choice to, I think, help repair the wall Uh was one thing. She was just like, no, she's not doing it. And the other one was um, telling her story to the High Lord so Mm -hmm. that they would all be like, okay, yes, we want to help with Hybron. So basically, Feyre didn't give Nesta the choice. Didn't give Nesta or Elaine the choice. And Amran immediately jumped on her and was like, Oh, you're starting to sound like Tamlin. And the moment she said that, Moore jumped in and was like, you take that back, you fucking bitch. I was like, right. Moore was ready to pounce across the table. At the end of this chapter, I was like, I don't give a shit about nothing else. I just want to see these bitches fight. (laughs) That's all I want to see. But you heard, though, like, I think in the last book, Reese had mentioned he was like, they almost got into a fight one time before. And they had to break it up. Like, the boys had to break it up. I think, yeah. And when it happened, they, like, they, uh, what did they have? I don't remember what they did, but I think he said they broke, like, a cliffside or a mountainside or something. They broke something very serious. And I was like, oh, (laughs) shit. Yeah. (laughs) I want to watch the fireworks. I want to watch the fireworks. (laughs) But um, at the end of the chapter, she does say, like, okay, I'll, I'll give them the choice because they do deserve at least that much. But at this point, or at that point, I was just like, well, I mean... Nesta is kind of like a wild card. She may or she may not. But I know Elaine is in no No shape. condition. No, no shape condition. or no condition to do no. any of that. So not at all. We'll just kind of see how it plays out. No. So then Amaran does apologize. But Feyre also apologizes. She's like, you know what? You're right. So then we end up in chapter 17. When Cassian is flying them to the House of Wind. <sighs> I was about to talk about this. Okay, please, please. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> all right. So basically Cassian is taking... Oh, so this is what happened. In the last chapter, Reese says, I don't think I'm prepared to unleash Nesta on Valaris. And when he says that, Feyre immediately snaps at him. And she's like, my sisters aren't feral or whatever. And then their their dynamic became very awkward, which then leads into why Cassian is the one who is flying her to the House of Wind. This is where this leads into it. So basically, Feyre starts to talk to Cassian and Cassian's like I don't think Nesta is able to forgive me because he had made that promise remember where he was like I would lay lay down my life for everybody that you love but that's the thing he did like he did lay down his life he almost died so it's like if she's still mad at him about that bitch I almost died for you I was true to my word so he basically tells Feyre, like, I don't think she's ever going to forgive me for that. Because he could, in his head, he's like, I couldn't save Elaine. But when he says that, she was like, well, then why bother? If you feel like that, why bother? And he basically is like, because I can't stay away. Ah! Oh, that mating bond snapped right into place. That shit snapped right into place. It's like everybody knows about this shit but him. Yes. Look, that shit snapped into place the moment this chick fell out of the cauldron. Yeah. I guarantee you. It's like, Cassian, just acknowledge it. The Hellcat is my mate. Oh, Nesta comes to dinner. Oh, yeah. Which is actually kind of surprising because everybody thought that she was going to stay in her room like Elaine. And Nesta is pretty much giving her, I nose up, like, I don't want to talk to any of you type thing. But when Amryn sits down, it's really interesting because these two... They're friends. Yeah, they're friends. They're friends. Like, Nesta and Amryn are very much alike. Like, they're quiet and reserved, but they're also, like, 
sharp-tongued and, and witty and yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah. nesta doesn't seem like she's afraid of amran at all she's asking her like why do your eyes glow why this why that like what are you and she's and like they were in the background she's like oh shit she's like, she's like somebody somebody stop 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 and amran is like amran's like damn you're the first person to ask me that because these busy bodies don't ever ask me any questions right. and i was like she's like they're too scared and i'm like yeah because like, like, what are you friendship I'm like, is this a blossoming friendship between it Nesta is. and Amran? It I was like, is. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was like, Feyre and Amran aren't even close like that. So to let like Nesta get caught, co- I like that. I like that a lot. Um, also, this chapter kind of uh, with the dinner, it also gave more point as to um, uh, Lucian feeling out of place because mm-hmm. he comes to dinner yeah. dressed to the nines, you know, how he usually dresses at the spring court and Feyre is like in her leathers and a t-shirt and everybody's dressed differently. Everybody's like yes. very whatever. Um, and Lucian's just kind of like is this not how it's done here? I don't get it. Then when everybody sits down, there is no, like, at the spring court, Tamlin sits at the end of the table, which means, like, you know, he's the head of the table, he's the head of the household, he's the head of the whatever. Okay. Right here, everybody sits down, they just take a spot. It don't matter which spot, they just take one. This is typical <laughs> Court of Dreams family dinner, and I love oh it. Oh, my God. I yes. love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> it was a lot of tit for tat. It was a lot of sticking out your tongue. It was a lot of, like... I didn't say that. That type of thing. Just like a lot of immaturity among friends, family, all that shit. But it does get serious towards the end when they tell Lucian about the meeting with the High Lords. And he's like, can I offer my advice? That way, can, um, we, can we put a pin there? Oh, yeah, because yeah. Because him asking permission to give advice says a lot for how the dynamic was between him and Tamlin. Because Reese is like, damn... This is the first time anybody's ever asked permission to give advice. Like, yeah. go ahead. But like, like you don't have to raise your hand. Very just... first time. Yeah, just say it. Just say it. And like Tamlin, I mean, not Tamlin, Lucian does give really good advice. He's like, mm-hmm. what Azrael needs to be doing right now is he needs to be spying on, he's like, for instance, my dad, who if he finds out Feyre has even a little bit of his powers, he's going to try to kill her. He's probably going to side with Hybern to try to get his powers back. And he's like, you need to figure out if all the High Lords are like that. And if so, then that's the intel you need to bring to the High Lord meeting. And I was like, damn, Lucian, you is. I mean, he's an emissary. He's supposed to be smart as hell and on his shit. So his talents were just going severely to waste at the Spring Court when he could have been doing so much more for the Night Court. So hopefully he sticks around. Also, I think at this dinner is when um, they try to convince Nesta I believe, right? Oh, bitch. Wait, is they this the to, one? I'm trying to figure this out right now. Oh, I think it's chapter Uh, it's chapter 18. 18 because at the okay. end of chapter 17, they're like, we also have to have a meeting with the Court of Nightmares. And basically, the Court of Nightmares, they are self-governing. Yeah. And they are allowed to, I guess, deny military aid to reset. Yeah, they are. So he has to go and play nice and ask them if they'll assist in the upcoming war. And of course, Moore's triggered. Feyre kind of tries to lighten the mood and ask Azrael to fly. And then after that- Hold up. Wait, can we talk about this for a second? Because this bitch came out of nowhere. She just came out of nowhere. She's like, I want to learn how to fly. And then everybody looked at her and they were like, oh. Now is not the time nor the place, Feyre. All of the bad boys are looking at her like, uh, huh? 
<laughs> and Cass, then she tells Cass, she's like, well, if we're going to train, like, teach me how to fly. And Cass is like, I can't. And she's like, what do you mean you can't? And he's like, no, it's not that, that I don't want to. He's like, I think that's, like, physically impossible to try to teach you how to fly in this short amount of time. And Reese, God bless Reese, because Reese is like, I want her to learn how to fly. If this will give her a fighting chance, if we go down and she can fly away and make it, I want to give that to her. But when he said that, I was like, ooh, because Tamlin would never. Because to Bro. Tamlin, Tamlin was like, you don't got to learn how to fight. I can defend you. I can defend you. I can do it. And Reese is like, no, I know for a fact that during this, this battle or whatever, I'm not going to be able to defend you. I'm going to be over here somewhere. Exactly. I want you to have I want you to the, defend yourself. the fighting chance. Right. Can and I'm just like not compare the, the relationship with Reese and Tan skin anymore. Because I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. He gets on but my like, nerves. That's the difference. And that's that's to show the different type of love these people have for yeah. for the same woman, the same girl, same same woman. But yeah, so she says that. And then ultimately what ends up happening is as is like, I'll probably be your best bet to learn how to fly. That's the conversation that prompts her asking Nesta because she's like, I feel good about this. I feel open. I feel like I should ask her now. Now is the time. And Nesta is like, well, I don't know. Um, what's what, what's going to happen to the, the king and the mortal queens? Are they still alive? And Nesta's out like, for that shit. She's like, I want them all dead. <laughs> Nesta was, was like, like basically, basically, Nesta was like, listen, I will help you with the wall if you can guarantee me that you will kill the king and the queens. And I was like, God damn, Nesta. I was like, Nesta's revenge is on point. That's what I said. Yes, yes. Nesta, oh my God. the t-shirts, bitch. The t-shirts That's are coming. It. Oh my God. I was like, all right, Nesta, I see you. So then after dinner, basically Reese and Feyre go for a walk. And um, it's also to like kind of clear the air a little bit. There's still a little awkwardness from yeah. when she snapped at him. Yeah. Reese is like, listen, you're my equal. You're my high lady. Call me out on my shit. Like, I'm okay with that. And they also talk about, like, that's a good foundation for a marriage, which is essentially what they have. Yeah. They agree to do that. They agree that they are just going to go ahead and call each other out on their shit when Reese feels like Farah isn't doing the right thing and when Farah feels like Reese isn't doing the right thing. He also gives her advice as being a high lady. He's like, look, He's like, I've been doing this for, what, 500 years, 200 years, whatever. Yeah, just about, right? just about. Yeah, and he's like, and I can tell you, I still get it wrong. You're never going to get the right balance. Because what she wants is, she's like, okay, how do I um, walk this line of being family, but also being their high lady? It's trial and error. That's just the job. And then that basically moves on to chapter 19. And it's the next morning, Farah's in training. With Cass and Cassian actually reveals that he's really upset with Feyre and with Reese because mm. she basically pulled the same stunt that Reese did under the mountain. She sacrificed herself so that everybody else could get out. And he's like, I don't understand what it is with you two, why you're willing to give everything and not ask for help. Like, that's what we're here for. We're here to help. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. Somebody's going to. But I also, is, this also worked, because um, Feyre's like, I'm not important. Like, she basically says, I'm not important. Like, you guys are important. I, I'm not. And that just shows so much, like, no, Feyre, you are. You're 
our high lady as our high lady. You know, we, we want to protect you. We want to take care of you. We want to make sure that you are okay. Right. And it's like, I get it. It's the whole hero selfless act and shit like that. But you have people that you are responsible for now as well. So you need to take into account their feelings and shit like that too. Um, and then Nesta shows up. <laughs> oh, and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> Nesta showed up and then Cass was like, oh, all right. Well, you're here to oh, train. It's and time Nesta's to like, play. Oh, facts. Oh, and then immediately, immediately Farrah went right down the bond and she was like, Reese, I need you to get me the fuck out of here. And Reese is like, well, I'm in a meeting, so I can't really come get you. He was like, I'll send the helicopter. <laughs> right. And so here comes Az and Az is like, hey, I came to pick you up. For, for your uh, training early. And like, Cass looks at them and he's like, you fucking bitches. Cause they're all just gonna leave him. They just gonna leave him with Nesta. And I was like, shit, shit. I mean, <laughs> you the one that said you can't stay away. So I'm just gonna go ahead and- This is your fault. That this, is- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. this jumps into basically as teaching Farah how to fly and like, Az is so cute because he's like, hey, if you want to learn how to fly, you're going to need wings. And then Az is like, do, do you need me to turn around? Like, do I have to turn around? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. He was. He's like the cutest little teacher. He's such a baby. Oh my I God. I know. That's basically the end of uh, chapter <laughs> that chapter with Professor Azrael. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, we should put that on a t-shirt too. <laughs> Professor Az? I like yeah. that. I like that. Flight yeah, school. Yeah. Professor Azra. Yeah. Flight school. Professor Az. Thank you. Bam. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. Shirt's like coming that. soon. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Nesta's revenge in flight school. <laughs> Professor Az. Yes. Um, then that jumps into chapter 20. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is when Reese is taking favorites to the library to do some research, right? This shit. Now, first of all, first of all. Woo! I, the way that they were describing this library, I was like, oh, I want to go there. That's number Same. one. Same. Secondly, there's a hole in the middle of the library that goes all the way down. Nobody knows how deep it is. Cassian flew down there. And came back and was white as a sheet. And right. tell Reese what the fuck happened. But also wouldn't let Reese go down there and look at what it was. So Dude, I'm what like- What the hell is down there? <laughs> my theory, my theory, Amron's old body. <gasps> You think so? I think they Amber's preserved her old, old body, body down there. Yeah. Like That's maybe maybe one of the other high lords, like his dad or Reese's dad or Reese's father's father, whatever, promised yeah. Amran, like, okay, we're going to try to get you back into your body and send you home. So yeah. maybe it's her Pazati. Jesus. Words today. I haven't even drank today. It's her body <laughs> preserved it's at the body. bottom of the uh, cavern or whatever you call it. Also... Another thing that was explained in this chapter was basically during the war when humans were slaves and Haifei were ruling and stuff like that, the inter intermingling of mm. the Haifei and the humans, and then they had, you know, the half Fei, the mixed children. Um, yeah. what happened to them when the wall went up? Reese makes a point of saying a lot of these kids that were born from these unions were not um consented unions. Yeah. So a lot of them ended up going with their human mothers, but then being on the other side of the wall, like humans wanted retribution for what happened to them. And so they ultimately took it out on these half fae 
children. And like I just sat there and was like, damn. I was gonna say another thing I wanted to bring up was the the high priestesses who were also yes. at this library. Because yeah. when Feyre sees the first high priestess, she's like, What's it? Clo- Clo- Clotho? Clotho. Chloe. C L O C L O T H. Her name is Chloe. All right. So <laughs> we just go call her Chloe. We should put that on a shirt too. You know how you just you take words and then you like pronounce them this way? Yes. <laughs> and then this is happening. And at the bottom it'll actually say the person's name. Yeah. Yeah. We're I like do that, that idea. Yeah. Um, but she sees Chloe and she's like instantly triggered because she thinks yes. the name. Um, but these yeah. these priestesses that are in the library, they are seeking refuge from something traumatic that happened to them previously. Chloe's story was so sad. Chloe's story was very, very, very sad. And it made you feel for not only all the priestesses there, but it also made you feel for Reese because it's like, look at all the good that he's trying to do for his people. Facts. Um, and then... Bitch, I thought we were going to get spicy time in the library. <laughs> I was so upset. We definitely didn't. We got we got pre-spicy time. And then Reese got- was like, Reese was like, I got to concentrate. I can't do it. Pharaoh's like, um, you better come back up here and finish what you fucking started. I don't understand right? why you thought you was going to get away with it. Like, <laughs> That's what really pissed me off. I was like, so you just going you just going to be the ultimate tease? You just going to. Basically, but it was finish. funny because he like sat there and he was like, you know what? He's like, if we're going to get through the books that we need to get through, I need to be down here. You need to be up there. He's like, give us, both of us, two hours to do work and then we can have spicy time. She was like, prick. <laughs> That's like her favorite. And he started laughing though. She's like, you could hear him laughing from like the second floor. And yeah. he even, it was even more funny because he t- he spread his wings so that there was like so she couldn't see she him. She couldn't see him. I was like, oh my god. I was like, yeah, the both of y'all, I can't. Thanks. At the end of the chapter, which is really important, they're trying to come up with like a plan because she's like, Reese, you're not sacrificing yourself. I won't let you do it. This bitch wants to unleash the goddamn bone, bone carver, carver or any other monster, specifically the bone carver, but any other monsters in that the might, prison. Like, Yes, in the prison. I'm like, that's a horrible idea. That's a horrible idea. If y'all don't remember, the bone carver was the one monster that Morgan and I were bitching about because this man wasn't in the prison. He's under the fucking prison. Under the prison. Like, how do you think he got there, bitch? It wasn't a coincidence. (laughs) No, not at all. So that goes into chapter... 21. What happens here? Oh, before they go to the townhouse, they go to check on Nesta and Amran. And Amran's training Nesta. Yeah, yeah. but it, they're just sitting there like staring at each other. I'm like, what's going on? And Favorite interrupts and <laughs> Amran is like, I don't have time for you. You need to go. <laughs> you need to leave. Oh, so then later in this chapter, after that, because they weren't going to tell Amran. They, recent and Favorite agreed that they weren't going to tell Amran that they plan to get the bone carver out of the prison. Right, yeah. they they planned yeah. to do this whole thing, so they weren't gonna tell Amran. They were like gonna wait to tell Amran. Amran was gonna be the very last person out of his entire I group. I also feel like that's a bad idea. Same, and she is gonna blow the Explode. fuck up when she finds out. Exactly. Yeah, that's that was that. And then um, in this chapter, also Feyre has a nightmare. Yeah, and it 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 includes everybody. It includes Nesta. It includes Elaine. It includes Claire. Um, Amarantha and Reese. And I think it was just a symbolism of like Reese giving himself up and being and sacrificing himself 
for the greater good. It's this is probably the first time in a very long time that she's had a nightmare and she's woken up and it she's is. nauseous and she wants to throw up. And Reese is immediately there and he's like, breathe. That of course ends with her basically promising herself like never again. That that's never gonna happen ever again. And see, it's too consistent. It is way too really consistent is. for this to be true. Obviously, right. something's going to come in and fuck everybody up. I'm just waiting to see what it is. Right. So chapter 22 is where Reese winnows Cassian and Feyre to the prison. And the most, the only two things that I want to talk about in this chapter, I don't know if it's the same for you, is the fact that we find out the bone carver, you know, he appears to people as who they, like, I guess, want to see or who they're supposed to see. It's different for everybody. Yep. We find out it wasn't Reese as a child. It is Reese and Feyre's future Baby son. Boy. Baby <laughs> boy. Oh my God. I was like, <gasps> dead, 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 dead. I just dropped dead. <laughs> but that made so much sense because like Feyre sees this baby boy. She's like, he's gorgeous. He's, But like, it was almost as if she was describing Reese. But like, but like the eyes were different, and yes, she was like, and that's what that that's what we said last book. It was like it's baby Reese, but with blue eyes, and we just wrote it off. Like didn't even think it's their Bitch, child. When I tell you, I was floored. <laughs> oh my god! So their yeah, kid. she's seeing their future son, and we find out that the Weaver is actually the sister to the Yo. Bone Carver, and then there's a third sibling. I'm like, I don't know, no y'all. I'm good. First off. I'm so good. Why y'all siblings? Why? (laughs) Second. Like it wasn't bad enough that you just exist. Right. Y'all related? Second. Oh, girl. I'm scared scared to know the parents. If y'all are the sibling. Parents? Where did y'all come from? We don't want to know. Where did y'all come from? And we don't want to know. And we don't care. Watch Amran be the mama. (laughs) (laughs) Amran just out there. The other thing that I wanted to discuss that was super important was that the bone carver pretty much confirms what we believed about Nesta all along. That when she went into the cauldron and came back out, something ancient came with her. So her power is probably going to supersede Ferris. As I said before, as I said before, they couldn't have picked a most perfect, the perfect person. To be high fake, to turn into a high fake. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna be fucking up a bunch of shit, and I just I can't wait. I can't wait. With that being confirmed, let this bi- unleash this bitch on the king of hyper. That's all I'm saying. Unleash <laughs> her on the king. Just go. <laughs> Stop. Let's go, yo. Like I was. Oh my god. So you know how they're like, don't look at fan. Um, what is it? Fan drawings and stuff like that. Fan art. I looked at some fan art the other day and I was like, oh, I hope I didn't ruin something for myself. It was of Nesta. Yes, girl. In leather. Yes, you saw it? Yeah. I've and she had like a siphon. I've seen the fan. Yeah, I've seen the fan art and I can't wait to get to that point. I, I can't was wait like, to get to that point. What the, What kind of fucking power does she have? Yeah, so anywho. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at the fan art, y'all. Y'all know better. Thanks. <laughs> um, but... And, Ultimately, like this chapter just ends with basically them. They basically tell the carver, like, we have 
something you might want. And he basically is like, okay, I'm listening. Like, he's ready to bargain with them. He's ready to agree. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, God. Like, this is not going to end well. And then what they're offering him in chapter 23, he doesn't even want. They're like, we will give you your freedom. You can go back to your old world or your old home. And he's like, fuck out of here. I don't want that. It probably don't even exist anymore. What are you talking about? Like, I'm here. I want to stay right here in this cell. Facts. That's it. Yes. And then they were like, you don't want to be free? He's like, my sister and my brother are out there. My sister found a way to eat life itself. Now I'm going to stay right here where I can be (laughs) undetected. Yeah. He's like, I don't want them to know that I'm alive. So I'm going to stay my ass right here in this cell. And actually patted the ground with dirt. I was like, wow. (laughs) Um, he also tells us that they are pretty much gods of death. And that's what they think Nesta, or that's what he thinks Nesta, Nesta is as well. Because yeah. in this chapter, I think he's like, he's baiting. Is it, is it in this chapter or the other chapter? I can't remember. But in one of these chapters in 22 or 23, he baits Cassian by talking about Nesta. Yeah, he does. And he's like, oh, she's as ancient as the sea. Like when she came back out or some shit like that. The carver also says, well, I might bargain with you towards the end. And he's like, you guys have to get this thing for me called a Ouroboros? Oral, I'm trying to find the word. <sighs> he said, y'all need to go to fucking O'Reilly's Auto Parts and get me this mirror. <laughs> Oh, I said Ouroboros. Why do, why does she make it so difficult? Sarah. (laughs) Damn. He wants them to basically steal this mirror from the court of nightmares from Kair. So they have to steal from this man again. And I'm like, this is not going to end well. Like y'all are (laughs) such a fuck. I just can't. I can't. They can't win, yo. They got to steal one thing from Tarquin. Now they got to steal another shit from, from the Court of Nightmares. Now we got to steal again from the Court of Nightmares. We all Bro. know how that ended. That man's elbow, from his elbow to his hand, that shit was jacked up. Like, yeah. I- but my thing is, like, he's definitely going to notice that the mirror is missing. Because he's like, oh the mirror God. shows all. And I'm like, okay, it shows all. But can't you also kind of see all? Sex. Thanks. Oh, I am confusion. Like, <laughs> so, oh, my God. oh, he says something interesting to him. Tage, what is it? 239. And I tabbed it. I wanted to bring it up. He's telling a story. He's saying that, um, one, he wasn't put in the jail. He let people capture him and put him in the jail. This and man then, just wanted to get away from his siblings. He was like, I just don't want to be with them. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Like hating your family so much. much. Just like, you know what? Give me three, three hot meals in a cot. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that, what is it? There was a fae warrior long ago who oh, yeah. tricked his sister into diminishing her power. And he said there was a clever fae warrior. Her bloodline is long going. Going. <laughs> Her bloodline is long gone now, though a trace still runs through some human line. So, is this Feyre's family? I think so. But wouldn't wouldn't that explain so much, though? Wouldn't that explain so much? Because then that would explain that would explain one Feyre. Yeah. That would explain. That would definitely explain Nesta. Nesta. Yeah. And it would explain Elaine. How would it explain Elaine, though? Special child. <laughs> Damn! Just went straight for the jugular. <laughs> As I told Morgan, I'm not a fan of Elaine right now. Mm-hmm. Um, baby Lucian is my baby. 
So I think he deserves more, and I think he deserves better. And I, I'm not a fan of either of them. I like Lucian. I like him. I like the struggle he's having currently because I feel like that is giving way for potentially good character development. Okay, so I'm that's just why like, I, yeah, that's why struggle. Like I'm not sorry. Oh my gosh. So that basically goes into um, chapter 24. And Favor goes to check on her sisters again. Elaine is finally out of her room, but this bitch is speaking in riddles. This bitch has become the Riddler, okay? I don't know what she's saying. I don't understand. Like, like she's talking about how she can hear things from far away. And I'm like, okay, that's probably her Faye listening or whatever. And then Favor's like, she's talking about she can hear the sea. The sea is very far away. I don't know how she can hear that. And then she was talking about, um, I'm going to like take you back to the townhouse. We have a garden at the townhouse. Would you like to go? And she's like, can the bird of fire come with us? I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? hell no. Put that bitch back in her room. Leave her there. <laughs> I don't want it. Oh, my God. Nesta and Favor pretty much realize that Elaine is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs at this time. Lucian also shows up and like Favor jumps into his head. This made me feel so bad for Lucian. Like Favor jumps into his head and his he's looking at Elaine and he's just like, she hasn't eaten enough. She like, how can she even stand? She's too thin. But then also he's conflicting with like his mating bond and his mating bond is like, uh, touch her, smell her, taste her. Like we need to go yeah. over there. And then like, like he's not doing anything that his instincts are telling him to do. He also had like sat there and was like, well, Asriel seems like a good enough male. And then he compares Elaine to um, his his ex-girlfriend, Jasminda. Mm, Jasminda, yeah. And he's like, Jasminda was like life and, and breath and like enjoyment. And she seduced him. And that's what made him love her even more. And he was like, Elaine was thrown at him. I was like, yo. Yeah, honestly, that's how it was. So that's why to myself, I'm just like, I think that both of them might end up rejecting the mating bond The mating now. bond? You think so? Mm-hmm. Lucian is thinking about the first love of his life. Like, he feels yeah. like that could have really been his mate. Yeah. And now he's looking at Elaine, and he's like, he has these instincts, and he has this, like, feral, like, thing saying, she's mine. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like, I don't even know this bitch. Do I really want her? But isn't that something, though? Because at the end of Court of A Court of Mist and Fury, we, like, sat there, we're like, he's so feral about her. Like, he's like, mine, 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 blah, 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 whatever. Now... After being in his head and like a couple chapters into this one, we're like, oh, he he's even conflicted. Like he's yeah. like, I don't even know this bitch. Like I really don't, but I have this instinct of wanting to protect her and wanting to touch her and things. But like, I don't really know her like that. Yeah. So it's it was, a, it's yeah. a weird thing that's going on for him. And I feel like that that made me kind of soften up to him a little bit more. This that that little bit made me sad for him. I was like, "Damn, Lucian, I like I feel for you." But the best part was the one line that Favor saw in his head was um he was talking about Nesta. Yeah, and then he was like, "Cauldron, help the male who gets shackled to her." I was like, "Yo, oh my god!" I was like, "Thank God he didn't say that shit out loud because Nesta would have pounced on his ass." <laughs> um, Favor at the end of like Lucian's little chat. They both go out there and she's like, I'm taking you all back to the townhouse. Like, no, you're not staying here any longer. She's like, this house is too big. Yeah. Everybody's separated. She's like, no, we're all going to go back to the townhouse. Lucian included. We're going to be a family. 
we're going to, as a family, we're going to fix this because this is just not okay with her. I also want to point out on page 252, Nesta actually realizes that Feyre jumped into Lucian's mind. Yes. How she knew that? I was trying to figure that out. What are your powers? I, uh, what are your powers? I legit, I was trying to figure that out because like as, after I finished reading, the moment she realized, she's like, have you ever gone into my head? She's like, like, I was like, hold no. up. I was like, did I miss something? Did I miss like a sentence? Yeah, no, Nesta, girl. It was, no, it was literally just, just like that. And she's like, how did you? How'd you know? How'd who are you? you? Know? <laughs> so that what I found really, really interesting. Um, and then we get the dysfunctional family back together at the townhouse. Asriel carries Elaine while he's flying. And he gets her back to the townhouse. He's like, do you want to see the garden? She's like, beautiful. Like stares up at him. And Lucian's like. <laughs> this, all, look, this, this whole dynamic like I feel bad for Lucian because Elaine wasn't what he expected or what he wanted yeah right Mm -hmm. at the same time I don't know what's happening happening with Az but yo he completely forgot about more he was like exactly like you've been lusting after her for 500 years and now all of a sudden you're like he's like (laughs) who's that blonde oh that one. I don't, I don't no, remember no. that one. Uh-uh. I, don't remember, no. I don't remember that one. But uh-uh. this one, this one right here, Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> and then Reese walks in, and Nessa's like, "I need the toilet right now." Yo, Reese did that shit on purpose. Um, it was like she asked. She asked why I was flying so slow. So I, I went up for her. Cass looks at Reese, and he's like, "Cause with Nesta running up to use the bathroom, he's like, she's never gonna want to fly." ever again oh yeah and he wants to fly with her <laughs> i was like oh my god damn poor cassian um so when nesta comes out of the bathroom that's when she's death glaring reese and in her eyes everybody could see it it looks like they were fire like, yeah it was something it was like it was melting but it was also like lucian described it as like burning so cold like ice like frostbite. is it um it says here, uh, her eyes remain the same blue-gray as my own, and yet molten ore was all I could think of. Quicksilver mm-hmm. set aflame. But here's the thing. Cassian, he starts talking her down. He actually starts talking her down to the point where it goes away. Now, did you notice Farah compared it to Quicksilver? Yes. Who else's yeah. eyes? Amaranth. Did yeah. she come out with some of Amaranth's power? Out of the cauldron? With Amaran's Did she come out power? like cause you know Amran is the only thing like her in in their world right now. Uh-huh. But Amran is also very ancient. This is true. So okay. what if Nesta came out of the cauldron with a power that was akin to Amran? That would make a lot of sense as to why her and Amran are compatible. They why Amran is the one who's training her. Yeah. So that made me think about that. I was like, ooh. But um Lucian asks her, like, straight up, he's like, what are you? And Nesta replies, I made the cauldron, or the cauldron, give something back. Yeah. He was like, you can do that? Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was huh? like, apparently it fucking is, because this bitch is here with the, I got the power. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, I need to know what her powers are, and I need to know in the next 10 chapters or less. Because this shit right here, this guessing game, I don't want to do it. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. 
also at the end of the chapter, it's with Reese and Feyre getting ready because they're going to the Court of Nightmares and Nesta's going too. Yeah. And, you know, Feyre's looking out the window at Elaine and Asriel and they're talking about, like, the mating bond. She's like, who or what chooses? Like, yeah. why can't Elaine and Asriel be together? And he's like, sometimes the mating bond isn't about, like, a perfect love match. It's about who would create the perfect offspring. So sometimes mm. it gets it wrong in mm. terms of compatibility. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that makes a lot of sense. If we're referring to the theory about Tamlin and um, Anthrax, if yeah. we're referring to, you know, Lucian's, uh, not Lucian's mom and dad, um, Rhysand's mom and dad, Tamlin's mom and dad. Like he said, like it says here, he was like, um, they were talking to Reese and she's like, you said your mother and father were wrong for each other. Tamlin yeah. said his own parents were wrong for each other. Yeah. Um, and she's like, so it can't be the, the perfect system of matching. And then it was like, basically what she's trying to say is like, what if as an Elaine are like what if Asriel is what she needs yeah Reese is just kind of like basically he this is where he says a mating bond can be rejected it is possible I don't know to me personally it's too much leaning towards Elaine being a good match with As it is that's what I'm starting to realize I'm like it's it's too much leaning towards it Right, and yeah. Lucian is now starting to lean away from her a little bit too. So that's why I honestly believe she might go off with Azrael. And then we get into infamous chapter 25. Now, I only have a couple of things for this. Number one, <laughs> not Rhysand putting Feyre on his throne and sitting on, on the, the arm Yes! That was it. That was it. That was the whole chapter. Guys, we can go. We can. We're done. After that, we're done. That That's was it. pretty much it. I'm that like, done. It. Finished. Dead. Yes. I that live for it. I live for that moment. Yes. Not Feyre stepping into her own as the high lady of the night court. People trying to test her power. She slammed them talons down like, uh-uh, bitch. <laughs> I don't think so. The best. The best. And then, of course, they go to the council room to talk strategy and whatever and ask Kair for his armies of yeah. course Kair is like well I am sympathetic with Hybrin bitch ass of course he is and so Reese sounds like mm, I thought you wouldn't want to help us and then all of a sudden he's like bring him in snap snap and in walks Eris and I'm like what the fuck what does he have to do with anything what is going on Reese I am highly highly I am confusion I need you to explain yourself because what does he have to do with any of this shit? And that's where we end for the episode. That's what we read up to. I, girl, when I tell you, shit was just coming out the woodworks. It just was coming lot, out the woodworks. But it's, it, it was a lot of information that, like, we got in these last little bit of chapters. Like, the bone carver and the siblings. The weaver's yeah. actual name being Straga and shit. Like, I was like, then, then the, fa- the fact that the bone carver was like, yeah, no, I don't I don't really want to be reunited with my siblings. I'd rather just stay in the prison. Like, that tells me a lot. That tells me a so lot. So why the fuck are they still out there? He's like, yeah, they're out there. They're contained to their areas, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Who knows? She eats people. <laughs> then the fact that, like, Nesta definitely has something, and she's, like, basically said, well, when I went into the cauldron, I asked for something back because it was taking something, so I... I for all my anime people, Full Metal Alchemist, equivalent exchange. It was equivalent exchange. Oh my God. 
Equivalent exchange is alchemy. Alchemy. Equivalent exchange is alchemy. And like, she basically was like, all right, bitch, you're taking my human life, my mortal life. I want to ask for something that is of equivalent value. Give it back to me. So whatever it was had to have been of the same value as her human life. Or more. Cauldron took. Yeah. And Feyre also explained, she was like, it was only a couple of seconds for everybody on the outside, but she has no idea how long it was for them for inside her, the cold Yeah, drink. for her sisters on the inside. Yeah. They could have been mm-hmm. drowning in that shit for like hours, weeks, days. You know what I mean? That's probably what it felt like in there. But yeah. as Feyre said, it was like only a couple seconds or minutes for us on the outside. Right. Like, so hopefully we'll get Nesta to actually explain what happened to her later in this book. Um, I have kind of predictions thoughts i only have two do you have any because um, i feel like we said them throughout the whole episode anyway we did we just kind of was like oh, no, no, no. um okay i do i don't know if this is a prediction but the, i do want to know what nesta's actual powers are yeah if it's one solid power but this also makes me sit and think did elaine get powers too bitch i think she did because she was sitting there in her head like I can hear the sea. I can hear your heartbeat. The bird of fire. I dream of them every night. Will they come with us to the garden? I'm like, what is this bitch, a prophet or something? She's talking about a phoenix? What is she doing? But like, okay, do you get what I'm saying though? Because like, it, like, if yeah, the cauldron all of them. gave, right, if the cauldron gave Nesta powers, mm-hmm. did it also give Elaine powers? I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, Nesta specifically asked for something in return i'm not sure what happened to elaine okay so if we're going off of the theory that the cauldron gave elaine powers nesta i feel like the difference there is Mm -hmm. nesta asked for something of equivalent exchange for her mortal life yeah right whereas elaine was just super sad to like see her mortal life go do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the, that was the difference. Maybe whatever Nesta got is compatible with her nature. And mm. whatever Elaine got is compatible with her too. Do you know what mm. I mean? No, I get that. I get that. Um, but again, are we going to see it in this book? I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely do think, I I think Elaine may have some, some type of ability. Whatever it is, she might have. Now, Nesta, I want to see what the fuck that is. Whether or not this bitch is throwing out fire flames from her hands or her <laughs> eyes or whatever it is. That Why I is it see. Spider-Man? <laughs> she was <probably> shooting webs. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? I do think, as we've been saying, I do think mm-hmm. that something's going to happen to Reese because it it's a lot of foreshadowing in the last couple chapters. A lot of, we're never going to be oh, like- apart. The, the nightmare that Feyre had about Reese, like, it's just a lot of foreshadowing of, like, I'm them really gonna putting, fucking cry if that's the case. It's a lot of foreshadowing of Sarah putting a lot of emphasis on Feyre and Reese constantly telling each other, we're never going to be apart. We're never going to be separated. Never again. And to me, I'm like, thou protest too much. I don't know, um, but the way that the fandom is speaking, I'm like, I like. Not. Now, here's something that I really, really liked. Cassian was able to talk Nesta down. I knew that, like, he would be able to, because there's only two people that she'll actually listen to, which is Cassian and, and Elaine. Oh, yeah, and Amber. well, Elaine's like, because Elaine's like, 
Yeah. Yeah, but, you're right. You know, and Amran. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that it was Cassian who was able to talk her down. Yeah, that's for me. It's endearing Cassian to me, honestly. It's making me like him way more than I used to. And I'm just like... It's also making okay. you see like a little bit of a serious side of him as well. Like he's not just yeah, because he was for the always the big relief. brother, as we said. He was very mm-hmm. big brotherish, very goofy, yeah, and stuff. So it's nice to be able to like see him be a little more serious, especially when it comes to Nesta, who yeah, as we've been calling it, that's his mate. That that most definitely, bro. Literally everybody knows and accepts that they're mates, except for them. Except for them. So I'm <laughs> just like, them. it's gonna be this big shocker when it happens, <laughs> and everybody's gonna be like, duh. <laughs> Now, my thing is, is like, okay, so the war with Hybron. Do you think Tamlin has gone full force in it? Or do you think that, like, maybe he'll have an epiphany? Maybe he'll be like, I fucked up. Even if he does have an epiphany, he entered into that agreement with Hybron to get Feyre back. So if he decides that he's not going to work with them, it could cost him his power. It could cost him his life. And on top of that... He's a petty bitch. So I think he is going to side with Hybrin because he's going to be like, I'm going to kill the Night Court and I'm going to get my friend and my fucking, my 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 belonging back. Um, The thing that I have, which was a thought or like prediction, involved Eris. Ooh, okay. Because I'm really trying to figure out why Rhysand would not only invite him to the Night Court because nobody, nobody gets invited to the Night Court. And then when you get into the Night Court, people don't leave. So I'm like, one, why did he invite him to the night court? Two, why is he trying to threaten Kair with Eris? Like, what what is the what is the um the goal there? Do you think Reese somehow made a secret agreement with Eris? I don't know if he made a deal with them. If he did, that would completely destroy more in the process and everything yeah. that she's been through. Yeah. So what I was trying to connect was like, I think that. Kair owes Eris something for not giving him more. Mm. Yeah. So I think that he owes him a debt for not having him marry off more. Yeah. Because like if they're looking at women as currency, then it it would be like, oh, you owe me a debt. Like you owe me stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see. So maybe he'll like use that to like, I don't know, get Kair to provide his army to Reese or something like that. But I was trying to connect the three. That's the only thing that I could think that they have in common. Right. So I don't know, but we'll see. Oh, we'll it's see. just, it's, it's a lot happening. Like it, there's, Girl. there's so many, there's so many like moving, like moving objects, like so many like different things that are happening that because our focus is solely on Feyre and we're, we're, um, reading the book through Feyre, there's a lot of shit she's missing. Yeah, I'm gonna need some background. different POVs, Sarah. To me, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, so, like for instance, when Reese, when she was in the night, when she was in the spring court and Reese was out doing espionage work because Az was down for the count, right? When that was going down, like, I would have loved to have had Reese's point of view. Do you think they have extra content uh, chapters like that? I think the only one that I remember about was the one that Alexa had mentioned in regards to Cassie. With Cassie and Anessa. And that okay. one I sent to you, and that one was really interesting. That gave a really nice insight. That was insight. so interesting. Yeah, that one gave a really nice insight into like Cassie and, and Nesta's entire situation before yeah. Nesta became Faye. 
Yeah. Well, I guess in due time, we shall figure out. Maybe. I hope my predictions are right. But then again, I also hope they're wrong because I don't want Rixan to die. Anywho. <laughs> so the next chapters that we're going to be reading are chapters 26 through 38. Um, but yeah, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys again for joining us and for reading with us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. IG and TikTok are YA at heart podcast. Uh, at this point, I can't remember if I changed Twitter or not. Um, yeah. Okay. It wasn't the right tag. I don't know what it is now. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We'll figure it out. Um, with that, we just want to say thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we love you. And always stay YA at heart. Bye. Bye.